Hello, winners, and welcome to probably a bonus episode here of the Wrong Button Podcast. I am joined by the reverse hollow himself, Adrian Shambly. Hello there. Um, and as you can tell, like I'm really excited to kind of just get into this. Uh, Elden Ring was released. Um, you've picked it up. I, I have not yet, uh, as of the recording of this podcast, uh, I have not picked it up, but I'm a pretty big fan of the Souls games, and I know you yourself have just gone on your first quest to go through the Souls games, so I thought we would uh, sit down, talk, and kind of celebrate everything that is the infuriation of playing a Souls... What, what are they going to be called now? An Elden Soulsborn? Like, Elder Soulsborn? Um, well, you got you to put in... Um... What was that? Sekiro as well. <laughs> Don't forget about that one. <laughs> I mean, but Sekiro is not like I would say Sekiro is more like Ghost of Tsushima than it is Dark Souls or, or like a Souls game. But it's hard as hell still. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I'm not. I am not gonna. <laughs> I, I think it's personally harder than uh, any of the of the Souls games, um, and that's just because it has the mechanics of like do devil may cry but perfectly and i cannot do that <laughs> oh man but uh i'm great to have you back on the on the podcast i'm i'm really excited to uh talk some talk some uh talk some souls born with you uh cuz i'm i'm a huge fan of the franchise when did do you remember when your first experience was with the franchise 2011 it was a little bit before um Dark Souls came out because let me go back a little bit to 2000 uh what was it 2009 I heard about this game called Demon Souls came out around the same time Uncharted 2 did on the PS3 mm-hmm. and it's like and I remember seeing Demon Souls on E3 and I was like oh it's kind of a linear type of action RPG type of game and I remember them saying it's super hard I'm like I think I'll pass on it. I don't because I didn't really care for hard games back then. Mm-hmm. So um, no, people picked it up. They said it's great, and I was like, yeah, whatever. I never paid attention to it for like a year and a half. Then I heard about this Dark Souls. I'm like, what's this? I was like, Is that like that Demon Souls that came out? I was looking at that game. I was like, oh wow, this is interesting. And saying, oh, it's just as hard, if not harder, than Demon Souls, and. Now it's more open world. I'm like, hmm. And I remember, I don't know exactly what it was that made me want to buy the game. But I just remember watching, I think it was, um, I remember watching IGN. Um, they did a, um, this was back right before live streaming really got super popular. They did a mm-hmm. live stream of like a 24 hour run of Dark Souls. And it had a death counter and everything. And I was watching that and like I'm watching them play the games like this looks pretty cool. Wow. I'm gonna have to pick this up. And I don't remember if it was before or after I picked up Demon Souls. I can't remember. I think it might have been before I picked up Demon Souls. But I remember being starting to get interested in Dark Souls. I said, like, you know, I'm gonna give Demon Souls a shot. So I picked up Demon Souls, got to the Tower of Night, and it beat the hell out of me. Big time. That dang tower night. <laughs> I Yeah, so for for me it was I remember it was like two thousand two thousand eight ish, maybe two thousand seven. Cause Demon Souls had uh, originally originally came out in Japan. It came out over in America um by two thousand nine, maybe two thousand ten time frame. Two thousand nine. It, it was published by Atlas in America. So I had a friend who was really into like old hard games. Like he was one of those like people who's like, no, I play old school, like, like old games that were just hard. Um, kind of like how, like you're like playing Aladdin and it's just like, why is this stupid hard for almost <laughs> no reason? Um, and he was like, he was like, no, you have to try this. Uh, Cause I, I liked Diablo. I was playing games like champions of Norath champions return to arms. He goes, uh, he goes, here, you've got a PlayStation 3. Try this game called Demon Souls. And my like high school pumped up on uh, Call of Duty brain couldn't quite grasp it. And so we're playing the 
uh, Japanese version in English with, uh, and I, I remember getting like through the, I, I, I beat Phalanx, um, and I always try to do like a, a spellcaster build, and it was before I learned that uh, these games weren't meant for spellcaster builds. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I remember going and like jumping around because like no, you can you can decide to go anywhere. And I remember being like, okay, well I beat the Phalanx, and I went back to the uh, to the Sanctum, and then I was like, yeah, we're gonna go over to this Forge place, and there were these salamanders that were on fire, and they were these fiery fucking salamanders, and I just remember like. I ran over them and they would they would kill me and I was like why are they doing this? He goes they're literally on fire. What what do you want from them? <laughs> and I and that was like I, I bounced off of Demon Souls so hard because I was like this is stupid and dumb. And then uh, Bloodborne came out and Bloodborne's actually what got me back into the Souls franchise. Like now thirty years old, the fact that it's like you can play these games super well as an adult even if you get a little bit older because it's it's learning patterns it's it's being willing to walk into a boss fight and let them swing on you to learn how to to go through these fights but yeah uh and demon souls had some jank but those games are not for you if you're not patient so that was that was my first so you started with dark souls then went back to demon souls well, I started with Demon Souls first. Demon Souls, I started with because I, I knew the games were connected, but I kind of wanted to get my feet wet into like the franchise and see what I was getting myself into. Plus, I wanted to see if I could beat Demon Souls before Dark Souls came out. Uh, long story short, I didn't, but I did eventually beat Demon Souls. <laughs> it was the first Souls game I've ever finished. I yeah, Bloodborne. So Bloodborne's gonna be my first one, um, just because I I like the the gothic aesthetic of it the uh not even like the lovecraftian but just like the at farther in the future where you you have um have weapons like that but i can go back because i know you recently have played through all the all the dark souls games because i've been watching you as you've been traversing through um three do you have do you have like a favorite of the souls games that you like to get into my favorite would probably... like out of, out of playing all of them so far of all the ones I played, um, I said the first Dark Souls is still my fa- personal favorite. It's the, I think it's the, um, it's not the easiest of the bunch because I think the easiest is actually two, believe it or not. But um, I've I heard think, that. yeah, um, yeah, I think the first one because I think it just did everything so well. And plus, I'm so used to the game now. I know what's coming. I know what to do. I'm not going to be blindsided by what's to come. And I, I don't know. I just, I think they have my the best areas as well. And um, that world, it's uh, how everything is so interconnected. I think they did that best, too. Oh, how you can, like, when you're at, uh, when, when you're at Firelink, how you can look over and you can see... Uh, the undead Berg, and then if you look over the other way, you can see uh, the Valley of Drakes. Uh, exactly. You can see, like, peer into Blight Town almost. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I, you, I would say the... Go ahead. No, um, and I was going to say, um, and you look at him from afar, you're like, oh, that's nice. And then, then you finally realize, was like, oh, wait, I'm at the spot where I was looking at at Firelink, and you look back over and you see Firelink. It's like, wow, that's insane. And a lot of it is that impossible space where, like, I I know it's like the way this connects and the way you move, it doesn't make sense, but it felt like they did such a good job at blending it that it was, it was incredibly exciting. And they, when they started, it felt like they started trying to do that with Bloodborne. Because uh, you could go from uh, the Cathedral Ward, and then you would go uh, down into Old Yarnum, and then Old Yarnum was also uh, there was the door with the Peril Beast where you're after you got kidnapped, which and there were there were so many different parts where I felt like they tried to link it, um, but it wasn't personally I didn't find it as visually stunning as it was like oh yeah like there's Laundric there's uh, An Orlando like you could you could start to see a lot of those uh, 
areas in in uh in one and it, it just felt like okay i was over there now i'm over here whereas in bloodborne it was a little bit more um obscured um i would say like the, my only because like looking back on it now i think personally i think uh dark souls one i would i would agree with you is is my favorite um the remastered just because i feel like the remastered cleaned up a lot of things oh, uh, the only the only fault I have with that entire game is the Capra Demon. Oh, I think God. that's because it's the it's the only boss that's not fair. Um, where you you can walk in and you walked in the door and that was it. Like it, it wasn't like no, you should have taken it from the left. No, it was you walked in the door and for whatever reason the dog hit you and he spanked you and then he's hanging out by the door for the rest of these fights. I completely agree with you on that. The Capra Demon is unfair. I can't count on how many times I walk in the door and I just get jumped by two blades, just boom, dead. Yeah. I'm like, really? <laughs> and you have and you have a small space to work with, too. And that's like, come on now. <laughs> now, I will, I will give the game credit because when you get towards... So, spoiler cast, guys. Um, real quick, uh, housekeeping. We are going to spoil... Um, probably all the souls games here except for elden ring um because they've all been out a while and the yeah they, they they've just all been out a while so it's it's a uh, something that we we might sit here and, and spoil for you so if you are uh, a fan of those and you're like no i want to i want to preserve and then play all the demons and souls games um enjoy any one of our other lovely podcasts uh but going back to it um i do like that the the capper demon so you fight him um and probably one of the the best parts about this uh and i didn't realize till i've watched like two or three lps of it is when you watch two people that have you watch someone who's watching when you watch an, uh, an lp or stream and someone clearly knows the souls games and the other person clearly doesn't and you watch him and he's like, oh, he noticed the fog door and the person sprints to the fog door of the Capper demon and gets crapped on immediately. And it's like, this is not fair. And the other person's like, yep, actually, you're 100% right there. And he's giggling because the person didn't explore. They didn't find the shortcut to Firelink to get him like right down or to the to the undead bird oh to like get him down to that run. So they have to do the whole run all over again, fight the assassins, fight the dogs all the way down. I think I did that before, too. I forgot. Oh, I know. I totally have. I forgot to do. In the beginning, I just saw the door and I just went in there, and I just got destroyed. And had to do the whole um, um, was it beneath under Undeadberg? What was it called or beneath Undeadberg? Uh, uh, above Blight Town, but below Undeadberg. Yeah, yeah, that whole area again, yeah. and it's like, fuck, <laughs> I hate this. But then I saw the shortcut. I was like, "Oh well, this is a bit better." <laughs> uh, yeah, and that, that was like the the first the first point there. Now, um, I guess one of the other things that uh, we kind of should go into is uh, what kind of build do you like? Um, shoot, my builds are so weird in um, Dark Souls. Uh, um, yeah, in Dark Souls, I usually do a pyromancer because I just like fire. Okay. I use Pyromancer, but like I don't really like enhance my Pyromancy as much as I should. I, I still focus mainly on melee combat, but I like having the fire just just to throw at people in case shit happens or whatever. Just as like oh yeah, a, just like as a um as a um safety net or whatever. But um, yeah, I usually do pyromancy all the time. I never really tried like sorcery, a sorcerer class or anything like that. I can't really do night classes because I don't; they're just too damn slow. But like, um, I would, but yeah, pyromancer is what I usually go after. But honestly, the way I play. I should really like focus more like strength and dexterity classes. That's why I should focus on more so, but I'm stubborn. <laughs> I it's um like so for me like coming off of like I said I played 
Diablo. I played um, uh, games called Champions of Norath and Champions Return to Arms, which are based off of uh, they're like EverQuest hack and slashes mm-hmm. uh, based off of that that world. So coming off of those games for me, where it was like you could you can mess up building your character in Diablo. You can mess up building your character in the Champion series, but the difference here is like messing up is you know two levels later you can fix it it's but it's like hey you're playing an elf uh elves are good with archery pump into all your archer specials and it it has a safety net same thing with diablo you're playing as a sorceress you probably want mana and then you want uh like dexterity because i think that helps with your aim and your range when it came to like switching from you know classic style rpgs to dark souls I think for a lot of us, it was that it was that rude awakening of like, oh, well, let me just I'm going to put a little bit in, you know, in strength and let me put a couple in decks and oh, well, I like some magic. So let me put a few in mat. And then you realize you get to the you get to the the, the first boss, like even like actually I would say, um, especially if we're talking like Dark Souls, like you uh, you'd fight the Taurus demon. And is it the Capra demon that's pretty much right after him? I thought it was somebody else. Uh, Steve. Uh- Fight the um, you do the stray demon first, and the Taurus demon, and um, yeah, I think it's a Capra demon next. Yeah, but you you hit like the Capra demon, and you just realize that you're doing like no damage, or you're fighting people, and it, it feels like there's really nothing that's going on. And it was one of the first games where it was like, "Hey, kid, you didn't build your character right." I'm going to need you to restart and do this. Like the teacher goes, Hey, your test looks like ass. Here's a new test. You <laughs> now need to restart. And it's like, well, can I copy? D-? No, you like just restart. This old test is so bad. I'm going to throw it out and give you the same test. <laughs> I'm never going to fail. You just redo it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I think uh, you might be able to correct me if I'm wrong. Like the, the canonical way to like start that game or the best way to start it is with the pyromancer because it has like the best spread of skill but it also doesn't uh it, it has the best it's also it's the best spreading of skill points but it's also the lowest starting level i think it actually is the only class that starts at level one you know what? i never really pay attention to starting level but the then the skills are pretty um does have a good spread. I think that's another reason why I've done it too, because I thought I saw like the skill levels. I was like, oh, okay, it's actually pretty, pretty well balanced. I'm gonna stick with this one, and I get fire. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was one of my favorites. Now I know you said you you've been sticking more melee. Um, what kind of weapon class do you do? Sword. Sword. Yep. Uh, big boy, big poise. Like, uh, are we are we talking like? Uh, are we talking like I'm going to smack somebody and they're going to be stunned, but my sword is, you know, are, are you like a berserk or a cloud or are you like a, uh, uh, like the, the, I'm going to use the Uchi Katana and, you know, judgment cut everything. Um, I'm kind of more of a right in between that. I use great sword. I'll use a great sword, but I will never use an ultra great sword. Cause I just suck with those, so like I'm not a cloud per se, but I'm not an Uchi Katana kind of guy. I'm more of like a um, um. Let's see here. Uh, kind of like um, let's say like the big Goron sword from Zelda or something like that. I don't know. Like, not the Master Sword. Like, a little bit bigger than the Master Sword. Like, I like the Great Swords. Because the swing isn't as... um, I mean, it's a slower swing, but it's not as slow as, like, the Ultra Great Sword. And, like, if I miss with the Ultra Great Sword, I'm going to pay for it. In my blood. (laughs) I'm actually sitting here, so... uh... Uh, Um, I'm actually not a... Uh, not a big L- Legend of Zelda person, so ah. I, I actually I know in the original game, uh, and by the original I mean in 
Ocarina of Time, you break the Goron sword, if I'm not mistaken. And so that's what I was uh <clears throat> that's what I was trying to take a look at here. So it's a little oh so almost like a claymore, I guess. Yes. The claymore. Okay. Exactly. I'm a claymore kind of guy. There you go. Yeah, because I know I've been watching you in three and you have the ice sword, and I lost that that sword's name. It's um, the Illerith. I can't pronounce it. Uh and that one was cool. Now so for me, like, uh, I'm one of those people where I do typically like I start off as I think it's the bandit because he has the most pumped into strength. And with the the bandit, I I've gotten really big into like axe builds um, and my last playthrough in the playthrough uh, when I eventually, I think, uh, bring the misses through it is going to be like a halberd build because I have. Uh, recently like really got respect for like hey let's use a halberd let's use an axe something a little bit different than a sword um what what draws you to the weapons that you use are you like a moveset person or is it uh something else um um i have to think about that for a second uh not really a moveset person, so just well, a little bit like um, there's certain swords that has like if you use that little special attack or their heavy attacks or heavy attacks, there's some crazy spin or whatever, they better care to do some crazy thing, and it's like I don't want to do that, that's too much, and I'll usually end up missing because <laughs> I know, like, the um, when you're a wanderer, you have that um. I forgot what the name of the sword is, but um, you do the heavy attack and he'll like do his little spin attack, and it's like I don't want to do that. <laughs> and it doesn't even do like a whole lot of damage whenever I do it. Mm-hmm. But like, um, so I guess move set is a kind of it's kind of a um, kind of has something to do with it as well. But like, I don't know, I just. I'm just a sword guy. I just, I really like just seeing a guy walk around with a sword and everything like that. I just think that looks cool. Hellbirds are good too, though. I do like that, but I, again, like with like the Hellbird, I miss a lot and I hate that. <laughs> and no, that, and that's, I think that's become my, uh, my biggest thing. So, uh, how how familiar are you with the the meta for the the souls games the meta yeah like have you have you watched like anyone who like breaks down uh how enemies will work on you how uh endurance works for other people the different like it's like so if you played uh dark souls one uh what is it there's a there's a stat for resist i believe it is right where yeah. it'll and it, let's say you pumped that stat like exclusively. The actual stat itself will make almost no difference to your character getting poisoned, recovering faster. Like it is, it is damn near a worthless stat. <laughs> um, or if you uh, look into poise. So for instance, uh, with some weapons, you know, you can smack a, you smack a knight. And if the knight doesn't like parry you, like they they do that like rock back, yep. and then you can get the free hit in. Have you delved into like any of that stuff? No, I haven't really. Actually, I would. There, there are two let's plays. There's uh the original one of of like the super best friends play where uh Wooly and Pat go through it, and now most recently Wooly's taken one of his new people through the the souls games and he kind of starts to break down for him without spoiling a lot of the game but to also be like hey you know i I, i'm gonna i'm gonna give you this i'm going to explain to you how this works without trying to spoil the game uh and one of the things that like they go into is um like play with the move set of the weapon and then also, uh, how will it affect an enemy? How will an enemy re- uh, affect you? 
Um, and like he goes into, if you take a, if you sip from the Estus too close to the enemy, the enemies literally have like a chase down meter to you, where if you're in a certain range, they will save enough of their stamina to run up and stab you. Wow. Um, the enemies also have endurance. So you could theoretically kind of like, you know how you'll exhaust yourself by you've rolled too many times, you've done too much stuff like that. You can, the enemy can theoretically do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know if you delved into any of those stats at all or any of any of that. I've never have. I did not know that. Um, I mean, I knew about poise. That's about it. But like all the other stuff, I did not know that. Um, it's like personally i'm like it it became incredibly uh interesting uh for me when i was uh when i when i started really uh learning it and looking into it and that's where i started getting into like doing uh different builds doing axe builds um uh sword builds um don't i would say like sword builds and i think maybe maybe the spear don't penalize you for missing. So like the Albert, the Halbert, if you swing it and there's no one there for you to connect, your character will like fall over and you will stumble. Yeah. I've noticed that too. When I've used a Halbert before, like when I'm just swinging that air, I just like, he'll stumble a bit. I'm like, what the heck? Like, so I thought I was just, wasn't strong enough to use it or something like that, but, or I wasn't like, skilled enough to use it but now i know it's not the case <laughs> yeah it's it, it's physically the the weapons there are certain weapons that are are built uh that way um so you said you don't like to do a you said you don't like to do a uh uh oh god what would you say you don't you don't like to do a night class they're too slow how what is your general What's your general approach when you're when you're playing the uh when when you're like taking on a boss or, or going through a game? How what's your actual play style or your normal play style? Um take on a boss, like I would um I know the the correct thing to do is just to like kind of look and see is study their moveset or whatnot. Me, I just go in there, I will like I had to look for openings on bosses and See, with me, this is my problem with the night classes, they're rolled. What I mean by they're too slow is that the roll, that fat roll, I can't stand it. I hate the fat roll. I need like. Fair a, enough. Yeah. I need like a good, I need a really good roll because I like to dodge. I, I do play a lot of defense when it comes to um, like just the game in general, not just bosses and just the game in general. Um, And I do, um, I will like use my, I will block a lot too, but like I've, my big thing is like, I roll around and look for openings and, um, kind of wait for them to like, I'm not much of a parry person Mm because I can never trust it. Um, yeah, parrying, I mean, on regular enemies, I'm just fine with that, but like. On bosses, I don't think I've ever parried a boss in my life. And I don't think I ever will. <laughs> no, that's that's safe. I think... Uh, God, I, I don't think I've ever... Uh, Alright, if we're saying parrying a boss, are we counting... Are we counting, like, a, a gun parry from Bloodborne? Um... Yeah, you know what? I've never done that either, so yeah. <laughs> oh, you have it? Okay. Um, I know I've definitely done it once or twice to uh oh god, what is uh what's his name? Uh Father Gascoigne in the very beginning, as well as a few of uh the, the I know the um oh god, the the first the cathedral uh the cathedral monster who jumps on the bridge and gets you there. I know I've I've parried a few of them uh with the weapon, but I think you're you're right. Um I think a lot of the bosses are parryable in in Dark Souls, at least especially the human-sized ones. Yeah. But I don't know if the monsters are. Uh, 
like I don't know if you can just be like Capra Demon running up on you, be like, ha, Perry. I think Capra Demon might be a little too tall for Perry. Um, or same thing, you know, like the Stray Demon and like the uh, the Taurus Demon, all those. But I think you can Perry Gwen, the final boss. Um, and what else is like a normal sized boss? Oh, um, I was about to say Smog, uh, the Thunder and Lightning guy. Oh crap, I lost. Oh, st- Ornstein and Smog, yeah. Yeah, Ornstein and Smog, yeah. Um, I think you can do that. I know you can parry. Uh, I think it's Ornstein in. Is he the one in two? You fight him by himself. Yep. Uh, I think you can parry him there. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure you're right. The final, the the final characters, the final bosses, the whatever the the Kindler is, can all be parried as well. Um. Uh, so. Because I, I know, like, Bloodborne for me, like, after beating Bloodborne and going back, where Bloodborne you could get health back if it was, like, in that orange state and you just had to keep going in. So I know for myself personally that made it, uh, that made the game a little bit, it made it harder to go back to, like, Dark Souls, where it was like, ah, yes, like, just keep going, just keep going. And then it's like, <laughs> oh, oh, wait, this isn't, this isn't healing me. Oh, I can't do this. This isn't going to help. <laughs> i think that's my only problem with like going forward and back between all the games is like oh those that's oh wrong game wrong mechanics wrong game <laughs> shoot there's a um videos of people who play sekiro and they get used to playing that so much and then they go about to play dark souls they try to parry everything it's like no it's not no stop <laughs> Did you uh, SGD uh, or AGDQ this year? Did you see the person who did the blindfolded run of Sekiro? No, I didn't. Is that I didn't know that was even possible. <laughs> he it, it's an any complete. Like he does, he doesn't feed the the kid the rice to get like the true ending. He but he does beat the game, uh, completely blindfolded. Wow. It's, How do you know where to go? <laughs> um. I apparently like it, it's literally just practicing and when they're when they're doing it it's a lot of sound cues so like he'll run into certain walls and those will be walls where he can like jump or he knows if he falls uh at this wall he can like eat something on the way down which will kill him it'll trigger a later spawn it like when they were explaining it how that community talked about speed running it i was i was like i can understand you being able to speed run but i can't understand you being able to speed run it blindfolded. Uh that's insane. Oh, it was it, it was it was great. It was really cool to watch. And it was just one of those things where I'm like, I, I don't like intrinsically right now, I just don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for raising a lot of money for Doctors Without Borders and fighting cancer and really being a better person, but like I just don't like you at this moment. <laughs> so you're just a uh, dick for yeah. doing this. <laughs> show off way to like you know help the world and make the world a better place but stick it so far sideways thank you (laughs) um so we're about the halfway point have you so you do night builds um have you started elden ring at all yes i have uh let's do let's do hot take first impressions what do you what do you got for me um well first off i um I know I said I don't do night builds, but this one I actually did start off as a night because I didn't know what everything else really was, per se. So I was like, you know what? I'll just pick this one for now. But I've removed that my helmet, so I actually don't have a fat roll. Um, but anyways, first impressions, the game is... Um, I'm not going to lie. I had to, like... I wasn't, like, super impressed right away mm-hmm. from it like I thought it was going to be. I had to play for a little bit, do some exploring and whatnot, and kind of like, kind of like explore the world, the world a bit, and like kind of not just figure out where things are, but like figure out like how the world works and everything. But like now that I've done that, I I can safely say this is a it's a really good game. I'm enjoying it so far. I'm not super far into it yet. Like I haven't even gotten to like the Stormville Castle yet. 
I mean, I've gotten to like the point where you had to fight that one boss that everyone keeps dying on, and yeah, I died on the boss. <laughs> but um, other than that, um, I did fight a few other bosses, and there were like the bosses you see in like in those smaller dungeons that they're shown. Mm-hmm. I beat some of them already. Um, the um, the uh, the knight on a horse that's roaming the field. That boss, I haven't beaten that boss yet. I get to the halfway point, and it just does this crazy move on me. It just knocks out all my um, health. So it's like, I just need to get stronger on that one. But um, I am in, I am digging it right now. I am. It's a, I'm just getting used to like some of the, the terminology of certain things now, because instead of souls, you have runes. So it's like, runes are your your currency now. And like instead of Titanite, you have blacksmith um, shards or whatever. Yeah, blacksmith um, shards instead of Titanite shards. So I'm getting used to the terminology of everything. Kind of like how you're playing um, Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 2. Do you go to Bloodborne and everything is completely different? Just blood echoes, blood echoes instead of souls and all this other stuff. So here's this is one of the things that I, I have to say, like. Uh, I, I feel because I, I know one of the big appeals for this game was also like, hey, George R. R. Martin helped write it um, and they went a little bit more straightforward, if I'm not mistaken, on their lore, whereas Dark Souls, it's a lot of reading. It's a lot of piecing things together. Um, and it, for someone who's like, hey, if you're trying to like get someone in this, like, hey, it's a great story. It's a very hard story to get someone into because of how opaque I would say the entire Souls franchise is. But the fact that you play Dark Souls, you play Demon Souls, and then you're like, I'm gonna go play Bloodborne. Oh, I died. I have to go pick up my souls again. Like it's like, oh, it's Blood Echoes, but I, I feel so I don't know how to feel for the uh the Elden Ring people where it's like, Oh hey, like we developed runes. You mean souls? No, they're runes. So I need to go get my souls back, right? And it like <laughs> I feel bad, like they're never gonna shake that. It's always gonna be souls uh from like now on out. Yep. They're just souls. <laughs> Do you have a build that you're going to go for in particular for this game? Um, I think after I get through this, um, I don't know. I gotta, I need to like really explore. Um, and um, I just gotta. I don't know yet. Um, because it's still so fresh in my mind right now. So it's like I don't know, like. Yeah, I don't know yet. I'm just, it's just, everything is just so fresh right now. I don't know what I'm going to do, uh, per se, like in future runs. One um, of the, uh, so one of the things I know you said, like the first boss that you die to is, so I heard people tell me that uh, the beginning of Elden Ring reminded a lot of people, uh, reminded a lot of people of like Dark Souls 3's beginning. Um, how much would you would you say it's it's like that? Mm. Uh, not that much to me, really. I don't know. It didn't feel like the beginning of Dark Souls three to me. But that's just my opinion. The because I, I guess I've got. Um, I think uh, Vampy bit me or Mecha Maiden is uh is playing um Elden Ring. Uh, uh, currently as well, the first boss everyone dies to is is that the is that like the uh the boss in the beginning of Demon Souls or the boss in the beginning of uh Dark Souls the oh god was it the Asylum Demon where they can it like you're kind of meant to die on them at least once. Um. I guess like the boss I'm talking about is like you're going straight up to the um well because when you first start the game there's this optional boss that runs the I'm pretty sure you've seen that that big knight that's on that horse mm-hmm. that that boss is optional you don't have to fight that but like the first like mandatory boss you fight is when you're going to storm I'm uh, going to uh, the castle and there's this. One guy, and this is I forgot his I forget the name of the boss, 
because right before you get to the castle, you got to fight him to get past him, them door to get to the castle, and he's balls to the walls hard. It's mm-hmm. um, I think it's like it's pretty much recommended that you do like exploring first before you fight that guy. So it's like you go through like a bunch of other dungeons, mini dungeons, and every mini dungeon I believe has a boss. And um Yeah, every mini dungeon I believe has a boss. And they're they're not really that hard. They're, the first boss actually fought this is kinda like this dog. And that thing kept killing me. Cause it's a dog it's a weird dog with it's like a statue. It has like a sword and um make a breathe fire and that thing kept one shotting me. I was this wasn't strong enough. I think I went to that dungeon a little too early, but I eventually beat it. <laughs> Now, because like I said, I this, I've actually, I have actually kept myself pretty, pretty blind on this so far. There's there are a few people that I'll probably watch play it. Um, of course, like when you start streaming it, uh, it'll be one of the few things that I'll, I'll be like tuned in for to see how how it goes for you as well. Um, the. Uh, but the, uh, one of the things that like uh made me especially curious about this one uh compared to other souls games uh was the the influence of the souls like so it's no longer like when people say souls um of course you have demon souls dark souls the the i'm gonna say the front the from soft uh family of them but now they also have uh games like neo i'm playing death's gambit personally personally in my like free time um mortal shells came out and there are so many souls like games um have you seen anything so far in this that's like, hey, this this looks like they saw someone else who kind of improved upon their uh, their strategy or some of their systems to also make a game? Mm. Do I see any improvements that other games made? Yeah, or do you see like, uh, do you see any, because I know you said um, you're currently, you said playing um, uh you said you're currently playing through uh, uh, Neo. Neo. Um, have you seen anything like so far of what you've seen in the game where it's like, hey, this feels like they might have gotten some of this from Neo because uh, of uh, because of like how the game feels or anything that you've seen, or does it all look? Um, does it just feel more incredibly Souls? Uh, it's feel more Souls to me, honestly. Yeah, it feels more souls to me. Nothing, nothing like really like stands out to like. Oh, yeah, nothing. I haven't seen anything from like any of the Souls games I play. I haven't seen anything that they took from Neo or anything like that. That's just me personally, though. But um, I will say this though. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of weird that Neo came out, and that's a um kind of like a samurai type of game. And then from software comes out with Sekiro, which you're a samurai <laughs> or you're a ninja. Take it back. Yeah. You were, you were more of like the ninja assassin in, yeah. uh, in Sekiro. Uh, whereas Neo came out and it was, uh, it felt like you were kind of like Tom cruising it, uh, yeah. being, uh, an Englishman over in, in, uh, in Japan. Uh, so I know you said earlier, like, uh, you said Neo is probably your favorite of the the Souls like games. Mm-hmm. What what about Neo makes it uh, more of your favorite compared to like say uh, I am now drawing a blank, but like a uh, Mortal Shell or um, even Dragon's Dogma? I felt like had some uh, Souls like elements to it. Yeah, I remember Dragon's Dog, but it does have some Souls elements to it, but. Um, I think with Neo is that it's kept with the formula. It felt if it did it felt like something like from software it made. It felt like some it felt like something that's that came from from software. Um like as opposed to like Dragon's Dogma just um I don't know, Dragon's Dogma just didn't really click with me as much. Mm-hmm. It I didn't I don't know that world. I didn't really care for that much. It was, uh, um, I mean, I didn't really care for the whole um, multiplayer aspect of it at all. I just, 
I don't know. It was a little boring to me. The game got a little boring. And the can... combat wasn't... I wasn't a super big fan. Because I don't think they have a lock-on in that game. You can lock on the enemies. So like, I struggled with the combat, too. <laughs> I think it was that era where it kind of felt like... Uh, it was like a soft lock-on, almost like the, the, the Witcher 2. Yeah. Um, or the Witcher 1. Um, which could feel a little... Uh, it could it, it could definitely feel a little like uh like it was it was missing or it needed uh needed something there. Um, now as for because I know you said it has dungeons. Are the dungeons like the the chalice dungeons almost of uh Bloodborne or do they have a, a different feeling about them? Well, they're just smaller little bite sized dungeons. There's no, they're not even that really big. Um, like I don't think I've ever did the chalice dungeons in. Bloodborne. I've never beaten Bloodborne, believe it or not. So I will not spoil that ending for you because I know you are a. Uh, I know you're trying to like make your way through all those, and that one is uh, has a fantastic ending. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Very. As I said earlier, we're probably going to spoil all these. Let's. Not, I'm not going to spoil the endings. Um, <laughs> have you? So now with with um, because Neo, you said it, it. It's definitely more. You know, you, you play more of like your samurai esque. Uh, look going about it but um has that influenced like what you want to go for in your build for for elden ring has that changed like hey maybe i want to do more of like a samurai build or a ninja build for elden ring i know you said you started as a knight but well you know what actually in elden ring there is a samurai build <laughs> oh there is yeah there actually is a samurai build <laughs> oh what are so what are what are the actual classes for this game i didn't look through them all i just oh, okay I just kind of like, I just kind of went through, but I noticed a samurai and you have like the sorcerer type and whatnot and you have a knight and I think there was a, um, there was a hero type of build and, uh, I forgot the other one, but yeah, I can't name it off the top of my head. Okay. I wonder if the hero, do you get to like punch people as the hero? Like, I don't know. I'll be nice. Just punch the um, just punch a demon in the face. <laughs> yeah, just just straight up like run up on him and be like, "This is what we're doing now." Um, yeah, just... <laughs> I, one of the things. Are there? Are there any? So for for these games, are there any like weapons that that you wish were incorporated more, or that you kind of like wish you like saw more in a in a in a in a Souls game? In this game. Any of them, like so, uh, for me, like I thought the halberd was really cool, but I always wanted to see a little bit more in the range of like battle axes because there are some really cool battle axes, and I felt like the axes in uh, all the Souls games were kind of uh, like one dimensional. It was it was just like it was like here's the same axe over and over again. Whereas when it came to like uh, swords per se, like especially if you want like this is a deck sword versus a um a deck sword versus like a, a strength sword uh like a, a rapier would uh handle one way a uh a, the uchi katana would go a different way and then if you use like a, a great sword it would work a little bit different um do you have like any weapons that you would like to see more of or, or wish to see more of throughout these games honestly um no, but I wouldn't mind. Like, I like when Bloodborne, how you have one weapons is initially just two weapons because you have the, the regular weapon that you could put the other piece of that, another piece of the weapon together and make a bigger weapon. Mm-hmm. I do kind of wish they, I, I don't think it would be, I think it would be pretty cool that they kind of incorporated that in another Souls game, like in um, Dark Souls, or like. Dark Souls 4 or something like that. <laughs> I think it'd be kind of cool. I'm not going to say... Like more trick weapons? Yeah, yeah. That'd be pretty cool. I I, I, I would like to see... So I would say, like, for me, like, I, that was Bloodborne's... Personally, to me, like, Bloodborne's... Uh, I would say the one thing it was lacking was the a lot of the weapons just felt like repeats of themselves. Like you had the saw cleaver, you had the, the saw spear 
and then you had like the axe and i think like the only real different weapons were like the uh you had the rippler splitter which was the the weapon that you could get at uh canehurst castle it was the it was like a gun a gun rapier um but it, it did feel like a lot of the weapons were just uh repeats off themselves like if you did the the cane whip and you went back to um then you did the the dlc uh the old blood you could get like the sword version of that where it was like ivy sword but the move set felt very similar to the 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 cane that you could start the game with oh that's lame <laughs> yeah i think that was i think that was like my only only real issue um all right, then let's go. We'll go this because we're getting close to the end here. Do you have a favorite boss of like any of the the Souls games that you're like, you know what, uh, this boss is is probably like my favorite one to like go back and fight. Um, hmm, favorite boss. Uh, trying to think throughout. Um. Um, I can't really think of a favorite boss. I mean, there's the uh, I know the the boss and um uh, the fire boss in Dark Souls when the Blight Town boss. I uh-huh. thought that one. Was, I kind of like that one. That was a good one. The um, the um, was it the Iron the um. Was it the Iron Giant or something like the giant before you reached um and Orlando? That was a good the, one too. So I was actually gonna ask you that one. Have you ever had have you ever been human to do that and summoned uh Tarkus? For which boss? The the Iron Golem right before Anor Orlando. Iron Golem, there you go. No, I haven't. Yeah. I actually don't really? use summons really, believe it or not. <laughs> I'm beating the games up on myself like that. Yeah, the, that's the only boss you should use a summon on because it gives you a special it 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 gives you a special clearance for that boss. Really? Yes. Um, like it's it's one of those things where you would fight that boss and you would you would go and summon Tarkus, uh, and then you just run to the other side of the arena and you don't even fight him. Wow! You just you just turn around and watch Tarkus fight him. <laughs> um, because it's it is a it, it is one of the like best like i have seen so many speed runs where it's like they will sit there and wait for tarkus to fight him because it's just that good um so uh, if you ever find yourself going back through dark souls one uh or just look up like tarkus iron golem fight on youtube uh mm-hmm. it is it is probably the most like one of the most worthwhile fights um i have ever seen um uh, so those two there. Do you have a least favorite boss? Let's see. Oh, I have a few of them. Capra Demon we talked about. That's one of yeah. them. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. The um. Boss in Dark Souls Three, the um second boss. The um the the beast. The frost beast thingy. I hate fighting that yes. thing. Yes. That thing can go to hell. Um, so I think it's let me think of some Dark Souls two bosses I hate. Um, shoot. Actually, you know what? Dang, I can't even think of Dark Souls two bosses I hate fighting. <laughs> it is very hard for me to think of like anything in Dark Souls two. Some days yeah. I know it's. I feel like it's three was such an improvement, and one is iconic. That like Dark Souls two, like any other middle child, is just kind of like lost <laughs> in obscurity. <laughs> it's funny because I don't think that game is that bad. It's just there. It's like yeah, that happened. It wasn't even made by. Remember, it was made by the B team too. So it's like, you know. Do you go ahead? No, you go ahead. Do you remember the trailer where it was like it was like the the trailer when the game got announced where it was like prepare to die again and then it was literally just montages in different ways the character was dying and it would be like again and again again and yeah. again I, I like that's one of the few things like i remember when they announced that game 
and being so excited for it because uh, I had finally gotten into that series was so much later and just being like dying again and again and again. I do remember that. And the funny thing about that game is that the first area in the game, I kept dying in that area for some reason. I was terrible at the beginning. The beginning area, like not the very beginning, like the first like main, main area where you go and you eventually fight the giant. Mm-hmm. I kept dying in that area for, I don't know why. This is one of the easiest areas in Dark Souls history. I just kept dying there. It was terrible. But then after I got through that, the game was practically smooth sailing for me. The game, I like I said, I think it's one of the probably the easiest Dark Souls game Souls game I've ever played. I I was like, I think for me, like still that my my hardest boss will always be uh, my first playthrough of Bloodborne, the Blood Starved Beast. Oh, is... oh my gosh, I forgot about that boss. And it's an optional boss. Like you don't, you do not have to go fight him. And it, it's just one of the few that I was like, to like to this day, I'm still like, it, it, like I I've gotten better about fighting him, but he's still like one of my like least favorites to to go, uh, to go handle and and try to like take care of. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, funny thing about that boss, I'm going to first play the game, and I got to that boss. I was sold it. I've spent days trying to beat that boss. Days. And then I finally beat the boss. Only to find out nothing happens. <laughs> I get nothing. It's like I, I, I spent my whole time fighting this boss for nothing. <laughs> Oh, uh, no! You get you get your first chalice dungeon piece. Oh, that's yeah. That's how you. That's the first way to get into like the chalice dungeons. Yeah, but I thought it was gonna be like a story progression type of thing. Like, oh, I, I thought it was gonna get me to the next big area of the game. I was like, I didn't have to fight him. Great. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, that's so. Um, do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite monster design from any of those games? Um. Favorite monster design. Um, see, I can't even name the monsters per se, but um, the um, what design I find unique and grotesque that I kind of like is the um, the gaping dragon from Dark Souls I, One. Oh yeah. Oh, yes. I do like the um, design of also the um, the, the boss in uh, Blight Town. Yes. I like okay, that. I had to think about that. Yeah. And then a, um, when it comes to like regular enemies, I can't think of one per se. But, um, uh, yeah, I can't think of anything like in terms of regular enemies. Um, some of the, you know what? I do like the designs. Of, I mean, they're not monsters or anything, but they, um, the black knights and silver knights. I do like those designs. Those are pretty cool. I like that. I think one of my favorite parts of the, of of the of the entire series, and it it definitely shone through in Dark Souls One. Um, one the gaping dragon. Uh, how it. Because it, I think at that point it was like all the other dragons were supposed to be dead, but mm-hmm. that one was so gluttonous it survived and hides it hides in the bottom of the sewers and like eats the filth from the trash, and it's why it looks as monstrous as it does. Um, and I have to say the lore behind why some of the knights are covered like in black tarnish, and like the ones in Anor Londo are silver, and it's like no the. Ones in black tarnish. They're the guys who went out with the king to ignite the first flame. And the uh and then it's like the the silver ones are the ones that had to like stay behind. And it's like, no, they're they're actually the B team. They're not as as strong or as badass as the as the black knights. See, I did not know that. Oh, I... it's uh go ahead. I did not know that. I have 
trouble following the lore. Like I usually play the games just like for the gameplay. Like mm-hmm. I really, I know I really should like get into the lore more. I did not know any of that. That's in- that's insane. I'll give you. I'll give you one more. Like, have you? Do you know the art? So I take it you, you we've you've beaten completely through uh, Dark Souls one, and this is where we'll we'll begin to like leave off for the podcast. Yes, I um, have. Okay, did you do the DLC where you went back in time? Um, I did a little bit of it. Never finished a DLC, but I saw someone play through most of it. You talking about the wolf? Oh uh, well, so if you go see the wolf after doing the DLC, the wolf treat, greets you differently. Yeah, you talking but, about that or no? I was actually going to talk about the the DLC itself. Yo, so you go back in the DLC, and the first thing you do is you run into Artorius, the hero of legend, and he looks like like completely destroyed. He comes out disheveled and backwards, and his arm is hanging limp, and he like he looks like an absolute mess. And if you if you beat him and get his sword, his sword is a right-handed weapon. And I think it's in the description. But when he fights you, he fights you with the sword in his left hand. What? So that entire fight where he is... Because for the most part, he spanks you. Like, he, it is a... Generally, it's a pretty hard-fought fight especially for your first time through the game. Like I'd say like three or four times through it, it gets a little bit easier, but he is fighting you with his bad hand and probably below half health because he just got done fighting the primordial human and lost. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's insane. (laughs) The, the lore for the souls games, I, I would say like, if it could be presented more straightforward would make it far more. Uh, and I think that's one of the things with Elden ring is Elden ring is to bridge that gap. But the, and I, I think that's one of the reasons George R. R. Martin got involved was because from soft needed to, to really expand and be like, Hey, here's um, like, here, here's a more straightforward lore. That's not going to be read every piece of item, read everything everywhere. And then wiki dive on the subreddit for thirty six hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, go ahead. Um, but you know what? I will say this. Um, again, I know it's not really a Souls game per se, but Sekiro that had a pretty straightforward story, so that was a start in the right direction, I guess. <laughs> I it was. Um, and it was a it was a good story. I would say, uh, I would say, kind of like uh, Bloodborne, um, the like getting the true Endian was ending was really obtuse, and you had to like it. It was like do this very, um, what's the word I'm trying to think? Like it was, it was like go do this completely seemingly like harmless nonsense side quest, and if you don't complete the side quest, you never actually get to see the true ending. Um, and I think that was like, kind of like Bloodborne where it was like, if you don't have three, three special items, you just get the, the generic ending and you don't actually get to see like what the, the real ending is supposed to be. Yeah. Crazy. But yeah. What can, uh, where can we find you and what will you be up to? Uh, you can find me at Plus Ultra Adrian on YouTube. Um, I actually, on Monday, I will... Should have it uploaded by Monday. I will have a video talking about my um my first impressions of Horizon Forbidden West and of course Elder Ring, like we talked about earlier. Talk about my first first impressions of that. I also find me on twitch.tv slash Adrian, as well as on Twitter. Um I'll be streaming on Monday as well. Yeah, I think I will be streaming on Monday, so be looking forward to that as well. Um, you streaming some Elden Ring as well as some Horizon Ben West. Again, I know you've been streaming as well. Um, yes. Uh, so Mrs. Play and I will actually we we did our one off stream of that. Um, and that's actually a game for us. 
So the next time that she and I talk about it will be for um, probably a Horizon Forbidden West podcast. Um, but it's one of the few games that we don't stream because it's it's a game that we just like to share together. Right. Um, before you go, mm-hmm. I want to. And I know this is a Elden Soulsborne theme, but I just saw like I was going through Horizon Zero Dawn. It took me five years to beat that game because I was playing it off and on. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I was like, so like curious, like what the heck happened to that world? And this past Wednesday, I figured out exactly what happened. What in the hell? Like the, the, pe- the Terminator esque ending to the, to our world. Pretty much. Not only that, but the, this is a spoiler alert folks too, for horizon. You've never finished it. Um, the first game, but the mm-hmm. guy who made the robots is a fucking moron. <laughs> what do you mo- mean? Yeah, let's um. Ted let's Farrow. The- yeah, Ted Farrow. He's an idiot. <laughs> he is a did, great. Uh, a- did you ever watch Iron Blooded Orphans? No, I haven't. Uh, Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans. Uh, there's a there's a mini arc that is actually explains to you how the Gundams came to be in that series. <laughs> And the Gundams were actually made to stop his very creations. Oh my gosh. So if, if we would have built Gundams in Horizon Zero Dawn, it would have brought us to Iron-Blooded Orphans. Of If the if they didn't do that, uh, Iron-Blooded Orphans never happened. You get Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> One or the other. <laughs> and, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty great. I was, I was explaining that to Mrs. Play and she was like, you know, that's just too much work and too much thought in it. But um, we're going to go ahead and wrap here. Thanks, everyone, so much for joining me. Of course, I will have links uh, to all of Adrian's stuff at the bottom of this video here. Uh, you can find this on Apple Apple Podcasts, iTunes, uh, Spotify, as well as Alexa now. Remember that you guys are all winners out there. Keep it weird and have a fantastic rest of your day.